0: Welcome to Speaking Keystone, a podcast dedicated to preserving the origins of public speaking. Each episode will bring you valuable insights and information about influential people and events from the history of public speaking. I am your host, John Todorovich. While I'm an active member of Toastmasters, I am required to provide this disclaimer as Toastmasters International is a trademark. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not authorized by, endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise approved by Toastmasters International, other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International. In this episode, we'll kick things off in 1909, when Ralph Smedley moved to Rock Island, Illinois to serve as a general secretary of the local YMCA. His term officially started on August 15, 1909. While there was little information during the tenure of Ralph Smedley at the Rock Island YMCA, I've managed to uncover a few bits of resources. As Smedley continued working, he was often invited to attend events in the area and speak on different topics. At the annual meeting of the Tri-City Social Service Club, Rock Island, Davenport and Moline were the three cities, held on November 14, 1910 at the Association House, and Ralph Smedley was elected president for a one-year term. He spoke about the Boy Scouts of America movement at that meeting. As we move forward, The first notice that a Toastmasters Club was to be formed at the Rock Island YMCA was on December 6, 1910. As the Toastmasters Club prospered, Ralph Smedley was struck with an unfortunate event in his family. Mrs. Martha Ann Smedley, born Rice, passed away on June 1, 1911 at the family residence in North Prairie Street, Bloomington, Illinois, following an illness caused by a complication of diseases. She was born in Waverly in 1839 and married Ralph's father, Thomas, in 1867. She was a lifelong member of the Methodist Church, and while living in Bloomington, she was affiliated with the Grace Church. Ralph Smedley was 33 years old at a time. As we moved into the year 1912, I noticed an increase in events held that Smedley spoke at. He continued developing and refining his public speaking skills along the way. It was on February 16, 1912, that he attended a dinner at Feservari Park, Davenport, Iowa. The affair was organized in celebration of the young Men's Bible class of YMCA, 4th anniversary. He spoke to the class that was under his leadership at that event. March 1 of the same year was reserved for the YMCA state convention that was held at Peoria. Ralph Smedley attended the convention representing the Rock Island YMCA. He was honored at the convention by being appointed a member of the executive committee of the secretaries of YMCA. The Toastmasters Club of YMCA in Rock Island, Illinois, held its closing session for the season. This was a ladies' night for the club, and the members were accompanied by their ladies, who were permitted for this one occasion to listen to eloquent orations which were delivered. There was another meeting that was held at Fejivari Park, Davenport, Iowa, on May 21, 1912. The program had several people speak during the evening's proceedings, and among them, guess who? Ralph Smedley, that's correct. By the end of May 1912, Ralph Smedley accompanied architect Cyrus McLean on a trip to inspect several YMCA buildings to get the ideas that will be incorporated in the construction of the new YMCA building in Rock Island. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the follow or subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. The celebration of life of Ralph Smedley continues with an interesting event at the start of the year 1913. The Boy Scout Patrol was launched in Milan, a village in Rock Island County, Illinois, on January 23, 1913. Ralph Smedley was present at the event to explain the movement and to direct the organization among 20 boys who attended. The following event was the Triangle Bible Class of the Rock Island YMCA that held its annual banquet at the Watchtower. There were 30 attendees and after the banquet, a few short talks were given by a few people. Ralph Smedley was the toastmaster of the evening. Imagine that class was already in existence for almost 5 years. One of the efforts of Ralph Smedley was also the Rock Island's new YMCA building. That building was located at the 20th Street and the 5th Avenue, and it was officially opened on November 21, 1913. There were a total of 200 people who contributed and raised money for this building. The entire program lasted four days, Thursday to Sunday, and was covered by different ceremonies. The Executive Committee saw some 2,000 people over that period, and among them, the local contractor who built the YMCA building in Rock Island, Mr. C.J. Larkin. The opening of the new building was of special interest to the General Secretary of Rock Island YMCA, Ralph Smedley, as the opening date is exactly 10 years and one month from the time he entered the Association Secretaryship. The same day, Ralph Smedley received additional financial assistance for the new building worth $500 from Mr. and Mrs. Mixer. They were out of town during the fund campaign in the spring of 1912, and they wanted to contribute to the success of Smedley's project. At this point, I am not surprised by a lack of information during this period. Only a few notable events were recorded about Smedley's life in the year 1913. This effort would not be possible without the extensive library of the Newspapers.com, the largest online newspaper archive, consisting of 571 million pages of historical newspapers from 16,400 newspapers from around the United States and beyond. I'm not an affiliate of Newspapers.com, I just had to mention them because it is an amazing find. The year 1914 started off with the Triangle Club of the Rock Island YMCA that held its first meeting of the season. The club, which was already more than five years old, was serious about the Bible study for its principal subject and social features as a side issue. The study during the 1914 season was led by none other than Ralph Smedley. Early January 1914, has seen the first meeting of the Officers of Toastmasters Club of Rock Island YMCA for the year. The club has been praised for the past few seasons in its work of instructing men and giving them experience in the art of public speaking. In 1913, there were about 75 men in this Toastmasters Club, and it was expected that the list of members will exceed 100 in 1914. On February 27, 1914, the oratorical contest was held at Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois, in which five collegians participated. There were three judges at the said contest, among which was Ralph Smedley, secretary of Rock Island YMCA. The whole year went by pretty quick, and on September 1, 1914, Ralph Smedley retired from Rock Island YMCA to work on his other projects focusing on the design and construction of new YMCA buildings. These projects were done in collaboration with architect Cyrus D. McLean. Cyrus McLean was chosen as an architect in October 1914 for the new YMCA building to be constructed in Racine, Wisconsin. The construction of this building was overseen by Ralph Smedley. Friends, ladies and gentlemen, This is where we complete our journey in 1914. Before I conclude this episode, I would like to mention two notable people. Distinguished Toastmaster Harvey Sho, District 7 Historian, and Distinguished Toastmaster Bob Palmer, District 12 Historian. They motivated and inspired me to pursue this passion project and gather information on such an important part of the origins of modern public speaking. Thank you, Harvey and Bob. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Speaking Keystone. Make sure to visit our website, speakingkeystone.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this podcast, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help greatly.